welcome to the Faith and Good Counsel Show, where we hope to inspire joy-filled lives through conversations at the crossroad of mental health, wellness, and faith. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Oh, y'all, I am so happy you're joining me here today for the third in our series of Homefront Warriors. I hope you have listened already to the Faith and Good Counsel episodes, Homefront Warriors Part 1 and 2 with my guest, Sandy Getz. If you haven't yet, you must, you must do so because it will help you appreciate even more the episode today, the third in this series of Homefront Warriors with my guest, Michelle Nash. Now, I'm going to tell you what I know about Michelle, and then I'm going to invite Michelle on into the show. Michelle is a a Catholic military wife and mom of several beautiful children. I think it's four children, and her husband is, of course, one of uh, one of our finest in the military. And we're going to hear more about her family and her personal experience today. But the other thing that is so important that I want to share with you this beautiful heart that I met also at the wine conference. She is the president of the Military Council for Catholic Women worldwide, y'all. And so we want to invite Michelle Nash to join us now on the Faith and Good Council show so that we can hear more about this beauty. This this you're gonna co- get kaboomed by beauty today with uh, with Michelle and uh and certainly by her friend Sandy as well who was with us previously on the show. Welcome to the Faith and Good Council show, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you, Stacy, and thank you, Jeff. And Jeff, just to say something, blessed are you among women today, right? This oh, that's right. Like, that's right. You're just to be around women. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, amen. Amen. Jeff is our producer, and he doesn't normally speak on the show, but we're going to let him say hello today, actually. <laughs> Well, hello. He never want. He's he's always so <laughs> humble and doesn't. But you need to hear those golden vocal tones. He oh, makes me you. sound right. like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Wow, Feminine genius. Feminine genius and the masculine genius back there in master control, which Thank we you. we're so grateful to you, Jeff. You're so That's right. so yes, because it's because of Jeff that we can bring this to the entire world. And as I've mentioned to you, Michelle, the Faith and Good Counsel Show does have worldwide listenership, and I pray that that will grow for the glory of God, right through to absolutely to Jesus through Mary, and especially today underneath patronage of, of our both of our our patronesses, Our Lady of Good Counsel. That's amazing that we have that tie yeah. between the Faith and yeah. Good Counsel show for whom she is the patroness, but also the Military Council of Catholic Women. She is the patroness That's for right. that organization as well. So I want your listeners to begin to know you. I want to tell you okay. first of all, everyone. Let's before we dive into that. Let me invite you to my website, stacygolino.com, where you can subscribe there to keep in touch with me. You can send me a little email if you ever want to ask me a question or have a comment about the show or anything else. I love to hear from you. There's a little Ask Stacy button right down there at the bottom of the homepage. It sends a confidential email right to me. And I do want to invite you to listen not only to this 
series of shows, Homefront Warriors, but you can um, check out all of the past archives, or at least most of them, from the Faith and Good Council uh, treasure chest from all the way back in 2012. And there's a brand new podcast, y'all, that more and more people are finding out about. It's getting pretty quote-unquote popular, as they say, on iTunes. And that is my podcast with Father Paul Gross. And in fact, that is his podcast called Pondering Things Catholic. Jeff and I are just producing it for him. So, <laughs> But he is yeah. amazing. So I, I invite you all to check that out. So Michelle, Michelle Nash, yeah. I want my listeners to know you, to know a little bit about your family and your experience. And then we're going to dive into that fabulous organization that you serve in beauty. Well, it's a gift to be able to share a little bit about my story, because I don't think my story is unique, probably from any of your other listeners. It's just where God, God tweaked it. And where God comes in, He takes, as we know, that ordinary and makes it extraordinary. So I've been married to my wonderful, supportive, very uh, practicing Catholic husband for 24 years, who I always tell him he's in the Army, but I'm in the Army of God, so we work really well together. <laughs> That's awesome. He knows my general trumps his general any day of the week. <laughs> So he doesn't tend to argue with me too much, but I will back up. When my husband initially proposed to me, much like a lot of military spouses that could be listening, my husband said, Michelle, I'm asking you to give up a lot, and I'm asking you, I'm asking you to sacrifice a lot, and I'm kind of being selfish. Because if you say yes to me, you're saying yes to a life that is not about what you're wants are. The military will always give you what you need, but they never may give you what you want. And and I have to tell you, that was a big moment for me, because I realized I'm not just saying yes to my husband, but I'm saying yes to what he's already said yes to, and now I'm part of this home front, right? I'm part of this serving. And, and it really took me a minute not to say yes to him, but to really understand that I can never look back on this life, much like Mary and her fiat, and say, what was I thinking? No, this isn't what you meant. I needed to be reminded of my fiat. So having said that, we had great conversation of, I would never have this career that I worked so hard in having. I was really going to focus on, we both knew we wanted children, and we knew we wanted several, and so God blessed us with four. And I was going to be that stay-at-home military mom, raising my children in the best possible environment. But I know what that meant by being there for my husband in in what he was doing in the military. It really meant I was going to be putting my needs, even though I had the same needs as other military women, my needs were going to come second. And that's like the visitation. If I list the rosary in the second joyful gospel, you know, the Blessed Mother, her, she's pregnant, she's alone, she probably has all these feelings, but she goes to someone else in need. And when she mm-hmm. goes to someone else in need, that gives her the encouragement, and they do this, this sisterhood, so to speak, of encouraging together. And so I knew that coming into this, this marriage and what my role was going to be as a military spouse was, I wasn't going to be able to look at my husband and go, what about me? What about our family? What about our children? I knew at this moment I was important and I mattered. But I also needed to change my narrative to say, how are the soldiers and their family? Wow. So having said that, that was a lot to take on. And I was a pretty self-centered person. And I say that it was really all about me, where I was going to be working to to really expand who I was in my career. And so this was just a, a whole narrative change in my life. Having said that, raising our children and knowing that my Catholic faith was seriously going to get me through the deployments, 
the raising my children alone, the being there for the military spouses who might be losing their husbands and needing help with raising their children. And so it's amazing how God started working with me. Uh, I wound up in this little place called Picatinny Arsenal in New Jersey, and uh, I need to find some friends. And I guess if I do a Bible study, they'll come to me, because these friends that I'm going to connect with— Number one, may be Catholic, because it's a Catholic women's Bible study. And two, they might just have to like me, just because we have some core essentials. Aside from being military spouses, I wanted to go deeper. I really wanted to go deeper, because as a military spouse, you can connect instantly. But there's there's such non-negotiables in your life that can kind of separate you as well if you're not really clued in on what those non-negotiables are. So I wound up with this little Bible study in my living room for five years. It never grew more than seven ladies. And this is where God really, really knew what he was doing. For five years, my husband had three different jobs, and so we were able to stabilize, which is unheard of. Mm -hmm. And people kind of said, really, you stabilized in New Jersey? I love New Jersey. I just want to say I love New Jersey. (laughs) And uh, I, I just started really kind of growing in my own faith and reading a lot of stuff. And then my husband gets orders to Germany. And that was the hardest place I had to leave, because it was about the spiritual sisterhood that I got in Christ, Mm. that I thought, I can never duplicate this again. Mm. So this is where things just got remarkable. My husband and I, we land in Heidelberg, Germany, and there's a lot of listeners that may have been there, stationed there, and unfortunately, it's no longer there. Um, They've shut that, that post down. But... I landed there, and to keep my children awake, I said, let's go to the park that was on uh, the military post there. And I look over, and there's a chapel. I'm going to walk in and get the little information on daily Mass and the Sunday Masses. So my husband said, perfect. So, because this is where you're going to know about me following the prompting of the Holy Spirit, because while I like to think the Army is in charge, and he, the Army is in charge in a lot of ways, but I, I think the Army is like the donkey. It just gets it gets our family where we need to be for God. But really, who is really defining this, even in the military, is our Lord. Amen. So I walk into this chapel, and daily Mass is going on. So I don't want to be rude. So I sit down, and I'm like, okay, you know, my husband can handle the four littles out there. And all of a sudden, the priest who walks out to do Mass, I recognize from West Point, New York, because while we were at Picatinny, I would drive up on occasion, a 45-minute drive, and I would chat with him. He points to wow. me at the end of Mass. He points to me, Stacy, and he said, in, right after the homily, oh my gosh, Michelle Nash, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even know he was here. So I go into the back, I go into the back in the sacristy, and he says, Michelle, I need you to be the president of the Catholic Women of the Chapel for my chapel community. Wow. <laughs> and this is all I said. Okay. And I walk out. And I go into this, my, my husband is pushing my daughter on the swings, and I said, Kevin, you're never going to believe this. Father Jerry's here from West Point, and he just appointed me the president of the CWC. And my husband goes, we haven't been in country more than two hours, and you are the president of the Catholic Women of the Chapel? I go, I don't even know what that means. Wow. But I, I will always say yes to an invitation by Christ. Amen. And, and having having met you in person and been just so drawn to your heart, I can totally understand how, the, how that happened. <laughs> right. So, oh. I walk in going, I don't even know what I'm doing. I mean, I've spent five years in my living room, basically as a small group, not 
even a small group facilitator, let's be honest. It was bagels, coffee. We'd start our study, and then we'd be talking about what events are going on in the military community. And then we'd go back to finish with prayer. So I'm still not ready to take what I think this big position is. So we show up, and he tells me what his vision is and tells me what he needs me to do. And and I just said, okay. And I I remember in my little Bible study that Mother Teresa said, it's not about success. It's about obedience. Yes. And so I used, I used Mother Teresa's words on him and said, Well, Father, you appointed me, and I don't know how successful this will be, but I will be obedient to you, and that's all you need to know. So if you need to remove me at any time, feel free. Wow. And he was like, I don't think that's going to be the case. So I serve in Heidelberg as the CWSC president for two years. My husband then gets orders to upstate New York. And now I have to share with you, Stacy. this was the desert. This is how the Lord mm. uses all this amazing time I'm in Europe. I'm in pilgrimages and shrines. And I felt like Jesus, as a military spouse, was seeking me out. Anytime I wanted to find him, I could. There was a shrine. There was a, a, a relic. It was everywhere. And we get orders to upstate New York, not Fort Drum, which some of your listeners may be like, oh, I was there too. No, no. I was in Syracuse, New York, and when my husband told me we're going to Syracuse, my immediate response was, yes, Syracuse, Italy. I was so excited. <laughs> and my husband said, no, oh, it's no. Syracuse, New York. Oh, no. And I literally looked up, what does the word Syracuse mean? And it means to suffer. And I went, oh, oh no. Like, I was devastated. Like, I went, I'm going from this amazing encounter and leadership and serving women in church to I'm going to this place where there's no military but me, and I'm going to be so isolated, and I'm going to start this little thing in my living room again. This is what I'm going back to. Obviously, in my mind, I'm like, Lord, why would you do this? Like, you, you've built me up to just bring me to nothing again in this mm. way. Mm. And then my husband got deployed. So now I was all by myself in a community where I was really just hunkered down. So what was interesting is when my husband said, here you are, we're going to, we're going to Syracuse, I'm going to be a battalion commander here. He, um, I, I came, we came back to Heidelberg, we were still in Germany, and I said, I'm going, to go. I'm going to go to a church and I'm going to pray. And I went and I knelt down and I just said, I have to trust that wherever you have me going, whatever you're forming me to be, is going to be for the greater good. So I trust in this, mm. but Lord, I need a sign. Like, I need you to be so painfully obvious with me that I won't even issue a complaint. I mean, that's how I was, because I knew the minute I start to go down that, you know, vortex of complaining, my husband would be like, Michelle, get your head in the game. And in a way, this is where that self-centered person came back out again. It's, it's about me. It's about what I'm not going to have, what I'm not going to be around. So I go back to Heidelberg, and I'm going down the hallway, and these two women who looked extremely jet-lagged, walked over to me and handed me a card. And they said, are you Michelle Nash? I said, yes. They said, oh, well, Father Jerry said, you're the president of the CWSC. We want to leave you our card. If ever you need us to do anything, when we come back to uh, Europe to speak, we're happy to do this. And I said, well, where are you ladies coming from? And this beautiful woman said, well, I'm Arlene Colm, and I am the... um, the lady who is in charge of the North American Volunteers Headquarters from Syracuse, New York. Wow. <laughs> and I looked at that card, and I said, what? And she goes, Father said, you're moving to Syracuse. I said, I am. She goes, we need you. Oh. I literally went home. I put the card on the table. I said, kids, Kevin, get around the table. 
I am never going to complain. We are called to be in Syracuse, New York. Here is our Blessed Mother's car. This is where we're going. So we wind up in Syracuse, New York. We're there in Syracuse, New York. And just like I shared with you, Stacey, it's exactly what I said. All alone, but I had an amazing civilian community that just lavishly loved on me. I, I think what they reminded me, and so many of our military listeners will probably identify with this as even active duty women and military spouses, we become numb to our own sisters whose mm-hmm. husbands are deploying or whose children have, have issues because we all feel like we'll buck up. You know, suck mm-hmm. it up, buttercup. We've all been there. We've got the T-shirt. We know what it's like. Mm. And that's not okay. No. That's not okay. And that's what I felt at that moment that I fell into. But this community reawakened this for me. What they did, and I think it's so important to share this, because I think this is America as a whole, and I appreciate, Stacey, that you're allowing this voice crying out right now. Because as military families, it is a privilege and it is an honor to be doing what we do in this public servant leadership. It is not a charity. It is a gift. And I think what happens is there's two groups of entitlement, right? You're self-seeking, you're self-giving, you're self-sacrificing, and entitlement. And it's a very fine line. And I think for some of our military sisters, even in our own communities, we can start to feel that sometimes because we're tired. We are exhausted. These are all normal feelings, but it takes one group of people to say, We appreciate what you're doing so that our moms and dads can sit at the dinner table with us. And when you see those families saying thank you and those families saying you matter, it is all you need to say this is a gift. And we will walk out of our homes with a smile on our face knowing this is what we're called to do. So I was in this community. My husband was leaving. And uh, I was struggling. I made maybe three friends, and I thought, this is going to be rough because I'm, I'm living in a street with doctors and lawyers and we're, we bought a home thinking we'll just keep it and rent it out. So it's a community of people that are not moving. You know, we're the rental in the property in the neighborhood. They probably hate it now because they're like, we just want people to stay. And our little house is just serving people that need rentals in that area. So um, the morning my husband and I, I'm taking him to the airport. It's 530 in the morning and we're pulling out of the driveway. And I look down my street to the left, and I look to the right, and we're driving down this long driveway. The entire neighborhood had American flags lining up the entire way out of my neighborhood. And I started to cry like I've never cried before. And my husband touched my hand, and he said, this is for you, not for me. So when you're talking about the home front, the warriors, it is so critical that people, it's not that the, the spouses or even the active duty women expect the thank you, but boy, when you hear it, it's that, it's that gratitude in the suffering. It just makes it so, so much sweeter. And so um, I, I just stopped, and they, one lady kept coming to my door, and she said, listen, please know this. We want to count down the weeks until your husband comes home with you, because it's easy to be forgotten. And she said, so... I want you to know that every Friday, my family and I are going to drop off something. And my immediate response, and I know, Stacey, I shared this with you in person, is no one wants to be treated like a charity. You just don't. You're kind of like, it's nice to get something, but at the end of the day, you're like, we're willingly doing this. You know, this wasn't a draft. We're not forced into this. We are willingly, cheerfully doing this, and it's hard, but we're doing it. 
And I said, no, no, I can't accept it. She said, you don't have a choice. We need to do this. So every Friday, and she was a full-time teacher. Her husband was an accountant. They had two children. They're juggling. Life is not easy for them either. And it would be a pizza, which show up at my door with pepperoni with how many days left he had. Or she gave us gift certificates that when my husband came home to go get a family portrait. Like, these are the things every Friday. I got something. And then it was like, my kids are like, Mom, what are we getting from the hunt? I'm like, okay, don't say that, kids, you know? Like, but I'm kind of curious, too. It was just such a gift. But the gift that, that this entire community left me was, I left there changed for my own military sisters. That now when my sister's husbands deploy, there's a card that's sent. It's not weekly, monthly. It's mm. a checking in. How are you? No, really, how are you? Because we just take things like, buck up. We know you're going to get through it. We've all been there. And that's not okay. Mm -hmm. So this little group starts at my house with my little seven friends that are in my neighborhood. Some are Catholic. Some are Protestant. They just wanted to connect. And I realized at that moment, women connecting and sharing knowledge and experiences and their faith, whether you are practicing the same denomination or not, you still have a story. And if you're a Christian woman and it's God is moving you in that direction. It's a story you want to share. So we started this little thing in my house, knowing full well that I was Catholic and doing this Catholic Bible study. And the whole time I'm like, Lord, really, what are you preparing me for? And then my husband comes home and we have orders to Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville, Alabama. And I literally at that moment went, wow, I'm going to be living an hour away from Mother Angelica because I live on EWTN. (laughs) I lived on EWTN in the snowiest state in America, it seemed. So when I couldn't get to math, there was EWTN on my my TV. So I really got to, really at that time, get to understand about Mother Angelica and EWTN, and as I like to call them, the Hollywood versus Hollywood, the holy personality. Right? And so what God did me is say, you've been doing, and now you're going to be. And I would just sit, and I'd sit in my living room, and I'd write things. So we moved to Alabama, and I'm so excited that I'm basically neighbors with Mother Angelica. Yes. So I get here, <laughs> I get here, and this is no joke. I was here two weeks, and I walk into an activities room, and this amazing woman, this amazing retired colonel who is living out her faith as a staunch Catholic writer and nurse and just she helps the wounded warriors for the the annual um, military pilgrimage and getting people there. She came up to me and she said, Michelle, I think you need to be the Military Council of Catholic Women Worldwide Southeast Regional Coordinator. Ooh. And as I shared with you earlier, Stacy, I never say no to an invitation by God. Mm. And I said, because I know what happens. I read in Scripture, when you say no, no to those invitations, you never hear the rest of the story. Yes. Like, they just fell off the earth. But the people that say yes, they're the ones that change. They're the ones that things, amazing things happen. Miraculous lives change. It's it's the encounters that transform, not the examples. And so I know in these encounters that Christ is calling me, and I'm going to meet him there. So immediately I said, yes, I will do this. And much like going back to Heidelberg, I'm like, I don't even know what this means. Right. (laughs) And she said to me, it means planning a regional retreat for all of the Catholic women in the Southeast region. Mm. And I literally stood there like, I just don't even know what I'm going to do with this. Mm. And so I show up. Now, this is where things get crazy. I don't even know who MCCW is. I have no clue. But all of a sudden, I'm telling my husband, look at all 
all of the things and the persons and the opportunities the Lord is putting in my way. And I said, Kevin, I believe in my heart that Syracuse was where God could say, if I can trust you with the small things, I'm going to trust you with the big things. Wow. Wow. And so... So what I started to realize is, number one, I miss my, my military women. If I'm in the military, I told my husband, I want to be all military. I want to live on military post-housing. People will go, it's, you know, some housing, it's not good, and they're just cinder blocks and it's quarters. But you know what? It's what the taxpayers say is good enough for a military family, and that's good enough for me. Oh. We shouldn't be living in mansions. That's what we should be doing on our own dime. It, and so I, I'm going to be military. I want the whole I want the whole feeling. I want to be able to say, I've lived in quarters, and some have not been nice, but I've made them my home. I want to be able to say that I, I you know, made my friends across the chain link fences. I want to be able to say that when I did this, I served to its fullest. Because as you talked with Sandy earlier, she's now a retired spouse. Right. Things look a little different, but you still are connected. But things look a little different. And I never want to say I didn't, I didn't live like the gospel out loud, I didn't live my military life out loud. Wow. And so it really, it's been powerful. And so I, I want to back up to, to um, what I skipped, which was Hawaii, because this was something very unique with Syracuse. When I was at this civilian parish, they had been praying the whole time for this, this sister that I'd never heard of named Blessed Marianne Cope. And they had a lovely poster of her, like, bored, and they're like, this is who we're praying for every day. Her, she's from Syracuse, New York. Again, this is God. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know she was me. from Syracuse. Wait, she's I didn't. from Syracuse. <laughs> yes, Syracuse. Now, I don't know who she is. I don't know anything except I know she's a hometown girl. So we want to get a hometown girl, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm a military spouse. I don't come from anywhere. I come from everywhere. We, we are in Alabama on our way going now to um, Hawaii. And I get an email from a parishioner named Dick. And he said, Michelle, you just sent father that you are moving to Hawaii. The same week that you're getting there, St. Marianne Cope's body is now being flown there. Will you go greet her on the steps wow. in Honolulu at Our Lady Queen of Peace? I was on the steps the day that that body of our blessed saint arrived. Oh I greeted goodness. her. Oh, my goodness. And I seriously felt that the Lord was like, you were there to pray for this woman, for this saint. You were there to be really pruned for what I'm doing, but she's a spiritual guide on for you. Don't oh forget it. Goodness. So here I am going, here I'm thinking I'm there for no practical purposes. My husband's deploying, and what is the military doing? Taking a family, lopping them in a place they're not familiar with, and taking the husband away. And most of these military women who might be listening, or retired women might be listening, they get it. They yes. get it. It's yes. that, why and, would you do it? Yeah. And I mean, I'm so, getting it too. I'm just putting myself in your shoes, and I can understand that. I can yeah. totally understand that. Uh, man, so, so many so, confusion and isolation and resentment. So much. And, mm-hmm. So much. And while our military, so, so here's where we're coming in with MCCW, people go, what, you know, Catholic women at the chapel groups, they're called CWCs. And to be honest with you, if I'm going to talk in military terms, if you talk to any commander or a first sergeant, they want to be with their soldiers. They want to be the boots in the ground, right? Yes. They don't want to be sitting making big decisions because you want to be connecting with the people. I will tell you, it means more to me to be involved in a Catholic woman of the chapel. I love serving at the top. It's the boots in the trenches that I know transform, really transform lives. Amen. So I, 
I plant myself there. I don't care where I'm at or what I'm doing. I walk in and I'm like, I'm here as a Catholic going to the chapel person because I know this is where it starts. Well, what happens, what happens with MCCW, and, and I'll back into kind of how this all began, Catholic going to the chapel groups are in most military. They were predominantly army installations because it started in Europe when women felt very isolated and from their families and loved ones. And so they kind of lobbied together calling it mccw.org. But up until about almost five years now, we just became a nonprofit. So now we have to operate a little differently. We're not we're not in charge of Catholic Women of the Chapel groups. We're not really anything in the sense of the same entity at all. We are we are a resource for them. So we serve the archdiocese for the military service um, with our, our Archbishop, Archbishop Brolio. And I love saying this, and Sandy may have said this, but it's such, a, it's such an honor to say that we are, number one, the largest diocese in the world. So imagine what our Archbishop has to deal with in millions yes. of numbers of active duty across, across un- the world. Un- unimaginable. unimaginable. It's crazy. I mean, I, I literally had a conversation with him, and I said, Archbishop, you will grow weary bringing those to Christ at the cross. Mm. It's just inevitable, right? Mm. So we serve the archdiocese in their women's ministry, and so we assist the priests or the women in things that are needed in the form of retreats. So like wine, Stacey, let's use wine. The diocese of, it was New Orleans, I think, that was um, sponsoring um, Kelly Walquist. So the right. diocese That's right. then holds the speakers, right? And then all the women from those parishes are invited to come to connect them. Well, in our MCCW world, we don't have a diocese. We have regions. So we have six regional regions to include Europe and Asia. And we hold annually, um, biannual, no, annually for the regional retreats where all of the women from military installations and even for our women who are living in, you know, little tiny tiny town, Iowa, who don't have a Catholic woman of the chapel group, they are invited to come. And these women come together. We provide, just like wine did, keynote speakers, but we try to have always our military chaplains there mm-hmm. because our military chaplains hear confessions. Yes. They know what these women need. Yes. This is not selling them a song and dance. This is basically letting them know you've been heard. I've heard my sheep. My sheep know me. Mm-hmm. This is kind of where we're at. Yes. And so... Um, we, we then have our keynote speakers. We do it usually on three days. And then what we do biannually is we then have something where we make that our worldwide forum. And that's where we kind of give everything to, to them all at once. We want to bring in all of these formed Catholic personalities, authors, speakers, so they can go back to their chapels because our archbishop said the one thing that our women need to be is formed. He wants formation because he knows that as military women, and all, and I say this, Stacey, um, all women have heart. We have, it, we have it hard in our lives. It's not saying one is harder than the other. It's just a very different walk. It's a different cross. And, and it's not to, you know, say one is worse than the other. But I think what our Archbishop has recognized, in a military community, we can commiserate. Misery loves company. And we can go down that downward wormhole in a minute. Before going, how are we going to be resilient? Right. right? How are we going to be resilient? So if we're offering really good formed Bible studies, really credible 
speakers, we're giving them the tools that they need to be spiritually resilient in this war that everyone is still in, basically. Amen. Amen. And that is so evident on your website, which I'm just, again, pouring over. It is so rich and beautiful and orthodox and full of resources. And in fact, Michelle, right when you go to the, the homepage, I know you know this, but I want my listeners to know one of my favorite quotes of all time, you know, the hour is coming, in fact, has come yeah. when the vocation yeah. of women is being woman is being achieved in its fullness. That quote right there from the Vatican Fathers on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception at the closing of Vatican II Council in 1965. Yeah. Yes, baby. That's right. That's Amen. what's happening. And that is what's Amen. happening with you at this the helm. I mean, my sweet listeners, did I not tell you you were going to be kaboomed <laughs> by beauty? I mean, so I'm just sitting well, here. You you're, you're amazing to me. Oh, Through the grace of God, you know you're amazing what? to me. It is, it is all the grace of God. And I will say this, it is all the grace of God. And, you know, I I feel much like, um, for MCCW, you know, people will, and we sometimes even get confused. What are, what are we doing as MCCW? Because we want to do everything. We know the needs, but that's not what our, our organization can't do everything. So we want to equip our women that are in the chapels, you know, their own leadership, their own spirituality, their own service, you know, yes. to change the narrative of not to say what, who's here to serve me, but how can I serve? And, uh, and, and then I go back and say, I really, really pray that what MCCW is doing for women and for women that are actively serving or dependent is that we're not redefining who women are in our church. We're strengthening them. Amen. That is what we're doing. That is what we're doing. And uh, in this role as president, much like Jesus, you have to plan your exit. It is a, a discerned position. Um, it is not appointed by our archbishop. It is the trusting of the Holy Spirit that the right leadership is going to come in because of maybe the experience you've had within leadership on MCW. So very much like what will happen in the next year or two, there's going to be another president of MCCW, God willing and God's blessings on this, that's going to continue that momentum. But what I feel so grateful to have been a part of, and I feel like Esther, you know, I feel like Esther, that the Lord says, you know, for you have been created for a time such as this, the mm-hmm. time is now, mm-hmm. and that he put me here right now so that I can be a witness to this. Um, and it's such a gift, Stacey. And then to be able to meet wonderful, wonderful women like yourself who look at, in the entire wine weekend, all those amazing speakers. I just sat there enamored of the talent and, and, and the gifts. And yet I walk away with Stacey Galino going, we would like to hear from you. And I felt like St. John the Baptist. <laughs> I'm just a voice crying out. This is so oh, perfect. I'm... It's not about me. It's the voice crying out saying, we here, we, we are here. We pray for everyone. We know the country that we live in. We know the challenges that we have. But it is so good knowing that God has allowed a group of women to come into this organization under this archdiocese and serve our military priests and serve our women. And I know Sandy mentioned when you're in a military chapel, you know, it's not, it's not St. Mary's on Church Street. You walk into a bicentennial chapel or whatever it's called, and it's a sterile-looking building. And so these women don't have the tabernacle or the Blessed Sacrament in front of them at the altar. They've got to go. They've got to go find Jesus, if you will. Yeah. And so um, we live as missionary disciples. That's how we live, Stacey. We are truly missionary disciples. Amen. And but the world through you know, that part of that that quote, it says when the human race 
at this moment when the human race is going so deep in transformation, which is still true today, right? Women impregnated with the spirit of the gospel can do so much to aid mankind in not falling. And when I think of you and I think of Sandy and all the other beautiful women and souls who are ministering to, who are participating in the visitation, who are going to pour out that feminine beauty upon the hearts of their sisters and in turn upon their families. I'm so moved. I mean, I don't even have the adequate words to express what's in my heart and the respect and the reverence, the true reverence that I have for for this gift that you are bringing in this beautiful organization. And I love that you, Michelle, mentioned uh, Mother Marianne Cope. She's now St. Marianne Cope. Yeah, Would you believe? Yes. yes. And yes. so on, on your, if, if you go to the website, which is mccw.org, my, my sweet listeners, you will see for right after uh, you see her beautiful, Michelle's beautiful countenance there, which I believe that's the archbishop there with that's you. Archbishop. Yes. So our, you can see yeah. the countenance of the archbishop of the entire world for the military, for our military. But at, you begin your welcome with this quote that I've never heard of before. And I, I tell you, it brought me to tears before we began the show today. And I'm going to read it to my listeners because it, it, it encapsulates you beautifully. And then I have one more from St. Teresa okay. Benedict of the Cross. But this is what it says. This is how she begins her welcome address to you on the website, Michelle. I do not think of reward. I am working for God. And do so cheerfully. So just because you hear bubbly, beautiful, and you will see beauty beauty when you look at her countenance, this has not been an easy road. And I think we can implicitly get that. But this is sacrifice and choosing the passion of the cross, choosing the joys, but also choosing the sorrows. And the virtue and the fortitude with which you have spoken with us today is beyond, I mean, I'm so moved, so moved by it. In fact, so moved moved that I, I bet you know this quote, but I, I don't know if anyone has ever said to you that it reminds them specifically of you, but I'm going to tell you this right now. So St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, what? Love her. She's one of my favorites. Oh my goodness. I could crawl in her lap and suck my thumb. Did I just say that? Did I just say that on the show? Oh, I did. I, love that. I did. I, love that. I did. But here it is. We went there, Stacey. We went there now. We oh, went there. We, uh, let me just tell you. Okay, so here's the quote that reminds me of you, Michelle. Are you ready? One woman's soul is fashioned to be a shelter in which other souls may unfold. Both spiritual companionship and spiritual motherliness are not limited to the physical spouse and mother relationships, but they extend to all people with whom woman comes into contact. And I would substitute the word there, Michelle. Because wow. the what you have given to and Sandy too, I I definitely want to include Sandy, that beautiful daughter of the Most High God, who shared her experience with us in the first two episodes of Homefront Warriors, that we pour out on on our sisters, and I'm just so thankful to y'all in this world that that us ladies on the outside of that bubble we we have a sense because we're all women and we can understand Mm -hmm. what that quote must be like but you have shared with us both of you ladies what it is like more intimately and we can get a sense of the true sacrifice it's you know we often pray for our military men and women who are deployed who are out there you know fighting and and um and all over the world protecting our country but we don't necessarily 
necessarily know how to pray for the families back home, and we might give them a thought. I wanted to put flesh on that experience for my listeners so that we could support you with our prayers, fasting and sacrifice. And also this organization that you are, you have been in leadership of for now a couple of years or so, I think, and someone new. So praying for the person that will be coming in because she, her heart will minister to the women of the world, these Catholic military wives and moms and not Catholic, as you mentioned, right? Absolutely. All of our sisters, all of our sisters. You know, Stacey, I think what I have been so afforded by God and by God's grace and really been influenced by our military chaplains, not necessarily even Catholic, but just military chaplains, is that while I get the title of president of MCCW, it just really means, and I learned this term, a gilly girl, a servant girl, a girl that comes Mm. through the back door. Mm. And what that means is I get a voice to speak out on all women's ministry in our military chapels. And that, to me, is, you know, when we're praying for new leadership to come in, it's having conversations. It's knowing that your conversation doesn't stop with the women. You have to be like Esther. You have to say, if it approaches the command, may I come and talk to you, right? Mm. If it, I mean, mm-hmm. if it pleases the command, may I come and talk to you? You are, you are looking at your sisters and saying, fast with me. I have about five conversations where the Army or the, mili- or the Marines or the Navy or the Air Force may tell us no. Wow. And so it's really, it, it's, it's having conversations and getting invitations at the seat of the table that I literally look at my life and I'm like, Lord, who am I to be sitting there? And then I realize it's not me. If I'm a supernatural leader, then I am a supernatural follower. It is mm. all God. Mm. And so it is, it has been such a gift and, and it has been such a blessing. And I, I just am so grateful for, for people like you, Stacy, that, that recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit in this. Mm. Because if you didn't see that, Stacy, we just be another organization, right. maybe not doing what we should be doing, right. but you were able to see the Holy Spirit in this, and that is what you're unleashing Amen. To, to the listeners. Amen. That is what you're unleashing. Amen. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and his beautiful spouse, right, Our Lady, yes. Oh, yes. right, who Always. smites the head Always. of the serpent through her humility. So right. that is exactly what I pray that we are both doing in our work in the vineyard, in our sacred sisterhood. And then you mentioned servant, and I've, we've already spoken off air, but I am at your service. I'm at the service of whatever it is that I can offer through whatever gifts and talents that the Lord has given me. I am at the service of mccw.org, Michelle Nash and Sandy Gatz, and oh. we're going to be buddies. Well, Stacey, <laughs> we need you. And, and I say we need you as, um, you know, it's the invitation. What you have to offer, and in speaking with you, what... What you have is so relevant to our women that it would be it would be a sin of omission for us not to reach out to you and uh-huh. your offer because uh-huh. of what you have to offer. We talk about, um, as, of course, the visitation and Mary, and, and we throw in Elizabeth and with the feast of the parents kind of ending on this. But I, I have to say, Sandy and I uh, and a couple of the other MCCW ladies were at a wine tasting one day, and we were just kind of joking, and we said, if we were sisters... What would our sister's name be? And each one of us said something, and I really thought for a moment, and I said, my sister's name would be Sister Mary in Haste, because it's not being hasty, it's moving in haste, being intentional, being direct, being deliberate, and not losing a moment, as you said, the time is now. Amen. We cannot 
not move in haste. Amen. And, uh, and so I, I just say, you know, if listeners walk away and they don't, they're like, who's that lady, Michelle Nash? What was, what was she saying? I always say this about my last name. Nash, well, we live not too far from Nashville. We used to be a car. It was called right. a Nash. It was. Yeah. And I said, it was, right? And, and it's, you know, I'm not that old, but I remember being a little kid and seeing the Nash car. And so I always joke and I say, if people can remember my name as Sister Marion Haste and Nash, she is the car, he is the navigator, she is the driver, and she just gets God where he needs to be. Uh, That's all people need to know. Uh, that is it. I so love I you. I absolutely love you. I mean it, Stacey. <laughs> you know, I, I, I will someday not be the president of MCCW, and they're going to remember and know who MCCW is. But if they walk away and go, who was that lady that was talking, then this can sum up who that lady is. Mm. Oh, my goodness. You are such a gift. I'm so thankful oh. to you for, for being with us. You're a very busy lady. I'm, I'm watching you. I've connected with you on Facebook. And my goodness, I cannot keep up with all of the places the Lord is sending you. But goodness, I, I just know he pours his grace into you to keep that, keep, keep your energy level up uh, to yes. go out and meet his, meet, meet your sisters, you know, and meet, Absolutely. meet his beloved daughters. So I'm very grateful to you and thankful to you and thankful to Sandy for, for yes. this series of Homefront Warriors. And um, Michelle, I'm sure that we will be in touch and um, God bless and keep you and may his face shine upon you and grant you pardon and peace. All right. Amen. Well, thank you so, so much. Well, I, until we are together, my dear friends, Pox Christie, y'all, I'll see you next time here on the Faith and Good Counselor Show. Bye-bye for now. Mm-hmm.